Hello, everyone, and we are live, episode 24 of the Fitness Business Growth Podcast. I'm very honored to have a multi-six-figure online trainer today. Jake, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Really good, mate. We're going to cover the, te- uh, the six-figure the, the six business, the laptop lifestyle, having partners, everything you need to know if you want to be an online coach and have success in the industry. Cue the intro. Welcome to the Fitness Business Growth Podcast, a podcast run by gym owners for gym owners. My name is Mitch, and along with Jamie, we are your hosts, and we will be discussing all the important things that you need to run a successful fitness business. From marketing, to lead generation, to sales, to retention, to staff, and much, much more. So if you are a fitness business owner, then this is for you. We hope you enjoy the following episode, and we will speak with you soon. And we're back, Jake. How are you, mate? Not too bad. That was a cool intro. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I did that in Canva myself. I'm a, oh, I'm awesome. a, I'm a ma- master of all trades. <laughs> Love it. Well, mate, I'm very, very honored to have you on the podcast today for a few reasons. Uh, There are a lot of 10K a month coaches online, but you are one of them, like legitimately one of them. And you've duplicated it for more than one month, more than two months, for a few years now. And from being in the industry, lots of online coaches can have that one epic week. But you guys have legitimately created an online coaching business. And I've just come on board recently to help you with a few things. But, mate, firstly, congratulations. It is not an easy feat to accomplish. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a journey to this date. But, you know, you, you got to live, learn, and, yeah, then it, the rewards start to get a little bit easier. Cool, mate. Well, we were actually brought together by Jason Motley, a mutual friend of ours. I'm going to have him on the podcast very, very soon. But we've gotten so deep in the weed of the marketing, the numbers, LTV, that I'm actually not really sure of the Fit Tribe story and how you went from, I guess, before Fit Tribe, where you were PT and what led you to wanting to have an online business. So, Jake, give us the elevator elevator pitch. Three minutes. What happened? Yeah, definitely. So um, I run Fit Tribe with my partner and business partner. So Jade is my partner and then Paige is our business partner. Long story short, Paige and I actually used to run a gym on the Gold Coast and we did that for a good couple of years. Um, That gym ended up was a franchise. The franchise went downhill and um, from there, you know, it sort of made us want to get back into the online space. I'd sort of dabbled in it um, many years prior to that. So, you know, done sort of, you know, when we were running the gym, when COVID happened, things like that. So sort of dabbled in then, um, but always, you know, been interested in the online space. Fit Tribe was, was literally born within a three-day weekend. We actually had a three-day holiday booked like uh, about six months prior. And then we all ended up leaving the business we were in prior and then, yeah, that weekend we we were like, you know, we're meant to go away on a holiday. Um, and then three days later, we started Fit Tribe on a Monday and then really never looked back. Um, you know, we always wanted to have the, the flexibility of online, you know, less stress than running a gym. Um, not saying that we we all actually really enjoyed running the gym. Um, Paige, who's our business partner, has always joked wanting to open another one. Jade and myself, that's definitely not the route we want to go down. <laughs> what, what, what gym were you working in, mate? What was the franchise? Uh, it was called F- Five Element Fitness. Um, so we were running out, we were running the Southport um, location, um, but then we all ended up working for the the corporate side, and and you know that that business now is, is gone um, gone under. But it did teach us a lot of skills, and you know we are very appreciative of of what we did learn, you know whilst whilst working, um, you know for them. And then that's where we started um, Fit Tribe, and you know in the last, you know now it's been. We started in yeah, March last year, so now we've been running for um, just over a year and a bit now. And within that year, you know, turned over a quarter of a million. Um, within that, we we travel we travelled Europe for six months. So um, yeah, we and we were crushing twenty k months plus when we were travelling Europe. We we're getting up at like four or five a.m. in the morning to. To, to work and then we'd finish at about midday because that was when Australia's that was when Australians were going to bed and then we'd go travel and and sort of do our thing and that's, that's where we're so here today cool, <laughs> what a story so making 20k a month traveling around Europe that sounds like a nice Facebook ad to me <laughs> yeah but- yeah it was, it was it was absolutely crazy yeah it was pretty cool and then we um yeah we ended up coming back, back earlier this year because my partner Jade is pregnant 
Um, so we just thought the whole, you know, traveling would, would put it on hold for a little bit. Now we're, now we're crushing it now back in Australia. It's interesting, mate. I cannot recall ever meeting a successful online trainer that wasn't a successful PT first or that wasn't involved in some sort of gym. And I think if someone goes straight from no business to opening their own business, they miss out on so much training. Like I worked at Fitness First. It was a fucking, (laughs) it was the Wolf of Wall Street in there. It was a no-calling call center. And just you understand that running a fitness business isn't about the fitness. It's actually about the business of fitness. And I think that that experience in big box clubs is critical, whether you're going to open your own gym or um, do online. Now, Paige wants to open a gym. I love gyms. I can help you grow the gym. Why are you and Jade not about that? Obviously going to be a dad, so congratulations. But I guess what made you want to go online and steer away from gyms in general? Um, yeah, like I said, like we, we did love, and I loved running classes. Like obviously the studio we ran was a group training studio and, um, yeah, I guess it's just the overheads, you know, like the, the overheads of running a gym and, 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 you know, our gym was very successful when we were running it. We were having, you know, huge months, you know, upwards of over, I think our big, I think we ended up peaking at about just shy of 320 members in a group training studio, you know, so yeah, we, we were crushing that as well, just because we we're always, you know, very good at um, calls, DMs, all those things that generate, a, you know, very, a very successful, um, you know, business. But yeah, I guess it's just the overheads. That's really our biggest thing. Being locked into, you know, rents was always a killer. There was always a lot of external factors that, you know, we'd have a plan to follow and we're crushing the month, but then another bill would randomly come up and, I guess with what we do now, it's just, you know, we, we have freedom, you know, that's, that was always a big thing of wanting to start Fit Tribe was having the luxury to, you know, that's why we travel, you know, to prove that we could still do what we did whilst traveling. Obviously our focus of coming back was to really ramp it up to get, get, just get it to that next level. Cause you know, as much as traveling is fun, we weren't building our business. We were just keeping it rolling and it still was doing well, but it wasn't taking that next step that we're currently taking over the last couple of months now. Yeah. So I guess last year you were living the laptop lifestyle, the, the 10, 15, 20 K a month while traveling around Europe, everything people dream of. And now it's more Literally. about, yeah. now for me being on the team, you've got proof of concept. So what you're doing is working. You have a good brand, people resonate with it. And now it's going from 20 K a month to 40 to 50 to, to maybe even a hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, literally, like the, the last month we've, yeah, we're currently six days in. I was just looking at some numbers this morning. We're um, ready up to, to just 25K in the first six. <laughs> so last, last month that was our biggest ever month. Um, we, we hit um, 30, 33K um, and we're six days <laughs> in and probably going to break it within literally today. could be we, we could actually break it today, which is crazy. We've got a lot of Zooms books later today, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I had my good friend James on the other day. He, he does multi-seven figures, done it for years. And even, I said this before and I'll say it again, it is very hard for people to hear that number, 25K in six days, for people that have never made an online sale, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to get deep into the numbers later on and go through like where it's happened, where you've made the improvements. But I have to know, mate, 320 members, now the gym's closed down. What the bloody hell happened? <laughs> So it's just saying it's a very interesting um, conversation. So, yeah, like P- Paige and I were, were were both running it. The the two people, um, it was the the proof of concepts of the of the franchise that we were working for was that gym, and it, and it took us a good couple of years, um, you know, to get it to where it was. You know, the people that were running it were, um, yeah, like they they were they were our mentors at the time, and you know, we learned a lot off them. I ended up stepping out to help them from a corporate level because they ended up opening um, 13 studios all at once from pretty much um, uh, Sunshine Coast to um, the Gold Coast, which is a very far distance apart. And then um, from there, Paige, I can't remember what time Paige stepped out as well um, and it was running itself. And then, um, yeah, it's just the the corporate side ended up going, going downhill and, yeah, it was a, it was a very messy lot. Lot was learnt. Um, you know, Jade and myself obviously had a pretty decent investment in there, and you know, as hard as it is to to lose money, you never want to lose money in in any business. Um, yeah, it just it's just it just how it went, and you know, we sort of chalk it up to, you know, we could be sad, and still it still is an emotional topic for us. But it's it's one of those things where we we learnt so much, so we're so we're still we're still very appreciative of, of what we 
of what we went through because, you know, we literally wouldn't be able to do Fit Tribe today if it wasn't for those experiences, albeit some were amazing and some were, we learned a lot of things of what not to do as well. Yeah, I think you and Paige, knowing the type of people you are, the operators that you are, growing that club to 320 members, I'm going to make a wild guess here. The owners of the franchise thought, wow, this is amazing. We can open up these and every studio is going to get the 320 members. But what they didn't count on is most people aren't like Jake and Paige. And for, for us, like we, we had the thought of like, we had seven locations and we kept running into the problem of finding great staff, right? And you just, it's very, very hard to duplicate yourself. Yeah, like, you know, you can have great systems and, and you know, the systems they, they had thought would, would sort of would stack up, you know, like the studios they opened was, was a lot. And um, yeah, like obviously hindsight, it wasn't our, it wasn't, you know, we were running that gym, but the franchise wasn't ours, you know, the um, and yeah, like hindsight's always great when you look back. But yeah, it's just the having great operators was, was, was a very tricky scenario because obviously at, at one of the jobs I did have was like managing the studios and, you know, the mm. churn of that and even Jade was doing some of that as well and just became very stressful. You know, people are hard to, to come by and good people are very hard to come by. Yeah, of course. It's always a tricky thing with staff and it's something that Mitch and I, we, we are so fortunate, man. We've had two staff members that have been with us since 2018. They were actually members of our gym, uh, Steve and Brody. I know Steve watches the podcast. Hey, mate, how are you? Um, and like, like without them, we couldn't do fitness business consulting. Without them, we couldn't do anything. So gym owners, online coaches, if you have good staff, treat them like your family, pay them what they deserve, what they get deserved because they are the lifeblood of your business. They really are. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, very, very truly believe that. <laughs> yeah. So we've gone from having gyms, paid once another gym, and you mentioned a few times not wanting some of the bills that go associated with a gym. So obviously, short of going around Europe and just living that laptop lifestyle, what else appeals to you about being online? I just always love the, the, the luxury of being able to, the reach of being able to reach so many people, um, you know, with health and fitness, there's always a limit of, of, you know, when you're in a certain area, you know, albeit, you know, some areas are, you know, populations a lot more saturated. Um, but I just think, yeah, having that reach, you know, being able to like, we, we, we pretty much, we do coach people Australia wide, pretty much in every single state and territory. Um, we were New Zealand wide, we're not anymore, but um, yeah, like I just think it's such a cool thing to be able to, you know, and, and more importantly, coach people you want to coach, you know, as much as, you know, that we loved the people, the members that were a part of our gym when we were running it, because, you know, they were, they were, they literally were our family and friends. Um, you know, with this, it's like, once you find people you like to coach, it's just easy because, you know, you're, you know how to coach them, you're confident to know how to coach them and you're excited to coach them because, you know, you don't want to just coach people for the sake of earning, you know, these big dollars, you know, which is obviously always a great thing. And, you know, sometimes I even explain it to my, to my family or parents and they're like, you know, wow, how are you earning so much money from doing it? But it's, I'm like, it just didn't happen overnight. It's, it's, it's been, a t been over time. <laughs> We've got a guy, a sales guy who lives in Hawaii and he sells for a pole dancing studio in Adelaide <laughs> for yeah, our wow. dance everything service. And you think about how the fuck can I explain that to mum and dad? <laughs> yeah. How does that even make sense? Yeah, that's funny. That's good. That's cool. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so it's really interesting, right? Just just having, I guess, having the avatar, as we'd call it, in, in the online world. And when you do run a gym, because you are limited for example, five to 10 Ks around your gym, you have to be very, very broad with your avatar and you can have athletes to people that are getting off the couch. So the coaching element is, is, is more difficult. So mate, I want to talk about the two niches that you've chosen. Mm -hmm. Now the word niche gets thrown around online a lot. And I guess Jake, like you being the expert, you having the online business, what, what is a niche and why have you chosen your two niches and, and what are they? Yeah, definitely. Um, and literally over the course of Fit Tribe's journey, the, the niche has been an interesting topic of literally the, between myself, Paige and Jade, um, because it has changed. Um, but the one we've always stuck with was, or the, the two I should say, yeah, has been nurses and teachers. Now, the way we came across nurses was the one thing that 
our gym was very close to when we were running it was it was just down the road from um, the Griffith or the Gold Coast University Hospital. So we actually had a lot of doctors and nurses that would come to us from there. Um, and yeah, like same scenario, like once you start coaching, you know them, you know how to get them results. So that's why we've always stuck with nurses. And our logic was, since we knew them very, very well, that unfortunately their health and fitness was always something that albeit they are in health and fitness or they're, you know, they're looking after more health. Obviously fitness is not as priority, but they're looking after people's health. You know, their busy schedules were just, they just needed help, you know, because fitting it in was very hard and understanding that. So that was how we came nurses and then teachers, my, my whole family are teachers. So my mum, mum's principal, dad's a teacher, my two older sisters are teachers. I'm the only one in the family that didn't become a teacher. They obviously always joke and say, I'm a teacher on a different level, but I joke and say people actually want me to teach them, where theirs could be a whole different debate in itself. And, yeah. it's, a, and it's, a lot different, it's a lot different people paying you over the phone with a credit card to get teaching. Yeah. <laughs> by the public. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the, cool, the cool thing about teachers is, you know, it's similar to, to, to nurses, albeit that their schedules aren't as crazy as nurses. You know, nurses have some pretty next level, you know, shift working schedules. But teachers are one of those things as well where they, they do they have very they do very big days. Like I know my family like leave at six or seven and don't get back till five sometimes later because they're doing overtime. And, you know, it's, it's being able to help coach them to, you know, understand that there is time in the day. And that's, that's literally how we've got to the two niches that we, we coach. And, and those two niches, we only specialize pretty much in weight loss. Like that's always been what we've always targeted weight loss in those two niches, just because we know it back to front, you know, and it's just. And, and the reason why those two niches might sound weird for anyone that doesn't know you are solving the same problem for those two niches, which are time poor professionals that want to lose weight that maybe haven't got time to go to the gym. So like choose the right niche. We call it problem awareness and sales. If you can speak about their problems, you can articulate their problems better than they can. It's really, really, really powerful. So for example, a woman over the age of 50 who struggles with time, are you going through menopause, are you got hot flushes, can you not sleep at night? Do you not feel like yourself? Do you have that event coming up at your son's wedding that you don't want to get in the photo? And that is how I, I used to write for my niche for women over 50. And I'm sure you can, you can speak about nurses and teachers' problems until the cows come home. Yeah, 100%. Like it's always... Yeah, like I, I do the the majority of the the sales for for Fit Tribe. Um, we've recently brought on a team, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon. But um, yeah, like it's always the sales. So it, it, you know, I say it's easy in the fact that it's like every time I jump on, I'm like, I know I if if their goal is to lose weight, like I, I I'm like I know I know I can help. You know, and and it's obviously easy for me to sell that because you know I can always rip in you know stories of X Y and Z who's done X Y and Z as well and lost this amount of weight. You know, so obviously for me, it's it's very easy to to understand and even like emotionally understanding, you know, how they work as well, because the biggest problem is, yeah, like their, their schedules are mental. Like I always, every time I jump on a call with them, I'm like, I don't actually understand how you do what you do. Like their schedules yeah, no. is absolutely crazy and they still somehow function. But then it's our job to, you know, prove to them that you can still get and be in the best shape whilst doing what you're doing. And it is yeah. possible. And if you're marketing to those two niches and the marketing is on point, the messaging is dialed in, when people get on a sales call with you, the call's almost identical because you're saving the same problem. They haven't got time. They want to lose weight. They're probably lacking energy. And this is, yeah. this is an amazing phenomenon. And for all you gym owners out there that do your own sales calls, we do sales calls for gym owners. I will say this <laughs> like until I'm blue in the face. I used to sell online programs for 3,640, 26 weeks. I actually think I'm a better salesperson than a marketer. And selling online programs that are really expensive to the perfect niche with the perfect marketing is easier than selling a 28-day challenge for 199. And I can tell you why. Like the, the, the spectrum of calls that you get are fucking wild. Like yeah. you get a 21-year-old girl who wants to try Pilates, you get a 45-year-old mum who's got pelvic floor issues who's never done Pilates before. Then you've got the Pilates expert who's going from KX to strong to FS8. So as opposed to knowing how that call is going to flow, you need to have tons of emotional intelligence to understand, well, like, does this person have a strong why or do they just want to fucking try Pilates? Yeah. No, 100%. Like, you know, we used to, when we first started Fit Tribe, everything we used to do, we'd offer a free 28-day challenge and, you know, in the past, we, we'd always offer a lot of 
a lot of free things. And sometimes the people we, you know, you deal with, you look back and you go like, yeah, they were just interesting. Like you'd offer so much and then they didn't, they didn't want it, <laughs> which is the other hard thing. Yeah. Because they just didn't, they didn't resonate with your messaging. Didn't resonate with your marketing, which is really interesting. 100%. Yeah, it is very interesting. So mate, I, I guess when, when we kind of got introduced was probably about maybe about two months ago and mm. it was around scaling your ad spend to get more leads, to get more sales. But when we spoke, you said to me, and I could not agree more that your marketing was excellent. Obviously we've made some tweaks, but you've never had a problem getting leads. What we really focused on was extending your customer lifetime value. And I know J- Jason's done a huge part of that too. Jason Motley, big shout out, big fan of you. And you originally went from selling eight weeks and now you have a 26 week program and a 52 week program. So do you want to run through that mate and how that kind of came about? Yeah. So obviously, yeah, like it was always the, we've always been open to having coaches and having people push us and and level us up. And um, yeah, we obviously brought on Jason to help with the sales team and he really recommended JD. And yeah, I guess there was at the time we were looking at a lot of agencies, a lot of people out there. Um, but obviously it's once again, it's, it's hard to find people that understand fitness as well. Cause that's a whole different, you know, that's a whole different kettle of fish. I always find, um, but yeah, we were, we were promoting eight weeks and, and it was working, you know, we were, we were doing a lot of sales, but we were churning through like looking number wise, like we were probably selling like eight yeah. to 12 I'm, a week. I'm just going to jump in there, mate. It's really scary when something's working yeah. and you know that you can do better and you just have to make that change. And, and the fear is if I pull the trigger, do all these eight week sales dry up? Yeah, and and dead set. Like I, I'm not gonna lie, in the especially in the first like month, it was definitely a thought for us because you know we were going from eight to to you know I think our biggest week was like 15 sales, um, you know, and they, they were, we were selling 300 eight week programs, so we definitely were were not on the high end, um, and yeah, then see that to like you know we we're getting like maybe one to one to three sort of sales a week initially. And then now we're sort of ramping it up now, but yeah, like we, we, we shifted to 26 weeks. Initially there was a bit of a, it took a bit of a, you know, it was still, the focus was still on the eight weeks, but yeah, now the ad spends, you know, the Facebook, literally Facebook only spends it on the 26 weeks. Like I was having a look last night and it's like a dollar a day sometimes gets spent on the eight weeks. Cause it's, we, I still, we still have it running, but it's just, yeah. Like everyone comes in through 26 weeks and it's just, they're just, I'm not going to say that actually maybe I will, but they are, I just think they're better. Cause it's like, they've got the the longer term mindset compared to that eight weeks. We were, we were still, we still sold the eight week program, but we were then trying to get them onto a 26 week or a, you know, a year program. And, and it did work. Like we were still doing, get, doing that, but we're just finding that the people that come on to just, you know, have that longer term mindset, which is what they need to get results. Like that's literally the, the bottom line. Like it's not just to get more money out of them. It's literally, if you want to get this result, it is going to take time. Like that's the key. <laughs> Yeah, and that goes back to your marketing and messaging and pre-call sequences and getting them ready for 26 weeks. But the only reason why you would sell eight weeks over 26 or 52 is if you just couldn't get leads at 26-week challenges or you couldn't get or you couldn't get sales at 26 weeks. But I found a similar experience. So like obviously, I work with Systems by Design. I say it every podcast. And we used to do 28 days online. And then I ran 20, I said, I went 28 days to eight weeks, to 10 weeks, to 12 weeks, to 20 weeks, to 24 weeks, to fuck it, let's just do 26. And the lead cost was identical, which just like, it actually actually blew me away. Because I thought in the consumer's mind, I thought people would rather a short-term challenge. But then on, on the flip side, there's people out there that just like, that, that haven't gotten a result ever. I think, well, I actually need to commit myself to this process. And when you have those longer challenges, people actually want to commit. Yeah, like our, our lead cost is the last, especially the last couple of weeks, has never, never been this low. Like it's the it's crazy. Two bucks, like, and, um, two bucks and shit. Yeah, like you know, and obviously, like over the week, like I think the average is like because um, we obviously have the nurse teachers and we do have a fit over fifty campaign running. Literally, all of them are at five dollars, five dollars, and then I think the teachers are still popping at four dollars. Um, you know, so like just crazy numbers and huge, like obviously we're, at the moment we're spending some big dollars or big dollars for us. Like in the past, we only used to spend, you know, like a hundred bucks a day. And that, I thought that was like a monstrous ad budget, obviously finding out once you jump more into understanding other businesses, you're like, well, that's not really that much, but for us, it was at the time. And 
then, you know, now we're spending just shy of like $300 a day. <laughs> um, I remember, uh, I remember my friend told me once that they spent 10 K a day on ads and I just thought, fucking hell, 10 K a day. So like literally it's like 400 yeah. bucks an hour. So you go yeah. out, you go out with coffee with your friends, enjoying your coffee, 400 bucks spent. But Crazy. it all comes back to that ad spend is the LTV. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting 26-week programs or 52-week programs, which I want to explore, by the way, because that's amazing, you can actually spend more money on Facebook. And period, point blank, if you're doing eight-week challenges for 297 realistically, to run a profitable business, the maximum you can pay for a customer is probably around that $50 to $75 mark. However, if you're doing 50 a week times 26 weeks, which is 1300 you can now spend two to 300 and it's a great saying, it is true. The person who can spend the most on marketing will always win. Win, And the fact that you need less sales, it puts less stress on your systems, less stress on your sales team, less stress on page doing fulfillment, it works out a lot better in the end. Yeah, 100%. Like I think at the moment we, nurses, I think it costs us about a couple hundred bucks to get a, to get a client and teachers is a little bit less than that just because it's probably our most successful one at the moment. But yeah, it's just, uh, it, it is interesting when you look back because even when you say that 10K a day like that, that seems very, very far away from us. But, but once again, like, you know, we've three exited just in the past like couple of weeks. So it's like just knowing and having that data. And I think that's been the, the biggest reason why we initially came to JD and we said, it's like, there's a, there's a barrier for us. Like we were doing well when we brought him on and that's where it was like everyone, we all agencies we spoke to were like, Hey, like, why do you need us? You're doing really well. But I just said, there's a, there's a, a, a conflicting belief of like, I'm not confident for us to double, triple that ad spend. Cause I'm like, we don't have that data. And that's been, I think the biggest confident boost for us to know like last week i had a call with jenny's like double it and we did and this week it's done very it's we've you know we've had probably we're literally going to have our biggest week this week after our conversation from last week and you know it's been I, I don't i don't care i don't care who you are i don't care how much money you got in the bank spending money on ads is emotional and if you spend a thousand bucks a week and get no sales it's a horrible feeling but just having that data to give you confidence to, to continue to spend. And, mm. and I think like agencies in particular, and don't get me wrong, I fucking love a cheap lead <laughs> like, like everyone else, but there is more numbers to track, especially with online. There is cost per lead. So how much do you get a name for number email, cost per booking? How much does it cost you to get a booking? Then cost per call, which is the biggest fucking thing with online businesses. It's, it's one thing to get leads, one thing to get bookings, but how much does it cost you to get someone onto a Zoom call with you, your cost per call, which is factoring no-shows, then obviously your cost per sale. I think for you, mate, your leads were always great. Your bookings were always great. Your sales were always great. It was that third metric which is kind of letting you down, which is just showing up for the phone calls, mm. which is what we worked on, which was like having a really good process before the call to ensure that they watch a video of you and Paige and Jade and get nurtured before that phone call. And like, I, I truly believe marketing is more important than sales because good marketing makes sales easy. Bad marketing makes sales incredibly difficult. And I, I, I closed over a million dollars last year I don't think that was me. I think it was the marketing. <laughs> like mm. my job was to not fuck up the call. <laughs> and if you have epic marketing and people show up to Zoom calls, your job is to not fuck up the call. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and that, that's where you want to get it to. So, mate, the numbers that we're tracking at the moment, I guess for you to scale your ad spend budget, if you're, so what are you charging for 26 weeks at the moment? What's your LTV? Um, so it's 1800 for a PIF and then also paid in full. And then, uh, it's 2100 for, um, payment plan. And then. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and the discount on the PIF, like the, the $300 discount, do you find that is a big enough number to get enough people taking it up or like, how do you feel about that at the moment? Yeah. Like it's, it's obviously, it's the, it's the one thing and this is where it's hard. And I've, I've reached out to Jason about this because, Obviously, right now, obviously, I do the major- I do a lot of the sales for for, for, our, for our current business. We've, like I said, really newly brought on a sales team, and you know, got a couple of people that are doing really well. But it's you know just a training thing for them and getting them more confident, etc. So, for me, you know, I always find because I have that emotional attachment to to Fit Tribe, I never want to lose a sale. 
Um, so I, I'm not as good at getting as much money up front. So that's the biggest downfall for me as a, as a salesperson. Um, but okay, I, I want to unpack that. I'm going to go full sales coach on you at the moment. Why do you, why are you scared to pitch the full amount or is because the full amount is a lot higher than 297? Where is the barrier there? Yeah. Like it's just it, it, the, the biggest thing has been like, you know, when we haven't had a lot of sales in the week and then, you know, if I, if I'm going in for the PIF price, then it's like, you know, then there's the risk of like, oh, I'm going to lose the, but it's, it's just a barrier. Like it's, it's, it's really, it's dumb. Like it, it's dumb for that me is, looking back. That is so interesting. Cause you just made 26 K in five days. You're on 20 K yeah. month run rate. Your business has never been, been better, but you still have the fear around the sale. And it just shows cause you absolutely fucking care. Yeah. And I remember when I'd have a lady on the phone over 50 and I knew we could help her. If I didn't close her, it would keep me up at night. Mm. I would like, if she's failed to lose weight 10 times and I couldn't, I couldn't, I felt like, did I ask the wrong question? Did I have the wrong tonality? Did I pitch the wrong way? And I, I took responsibility for her not mm. making that, making that change almost. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But it's, you know, it's always one of those things where I'm, I'm not, I'm not against like going for the, the paid in full. Cause I, I do believe people that pay in full, it's literally proven they take it more serious. Like I just know, I, I know that to be true. And sometimes I even say that to people. I'm like, you know, the more commitment you have up front, it's going to be better for you. You know, it's not just for me to get more money out of you. It's literally for you to prove because it's like anything, you're putting a lot of money down. It's like why after paying things like that, you don't worry about it. So I'm paying it off over the year, you know, then there's mm -hmm. less, there's, you know, when they have that big money up front, it's like, well, I've got to take this seriously. Like that's just that mindset shift for them as well as a client. Yeah, this is my exact pitch, man. I'm not sure if I ever told you this. It was like, let's cover the program investment. If you feel like we're a good fit, we can take the appropriate next steps. The cost of our program up front saves you $400 is $2997. Pause. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it is so hard to pause there because you think, is this person going to hang up? Yeah. Or, yeah. or, or sometimes they just go, yeah, that's cool. And then, or we do have options where we can break it down over a three, six, nine, or 12 month period. What option mm -hmm. do you think would work better for you? And I think yeah. particularly for fitness professionals that may not be in, I'm not saying this is you, by the way, that may not be in the best financial position that would, that have never outlaid 2997 or 1800 in your case over the phone, because they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't pay that much over the phone. They would opt for the payment plan. They think, well, why would anyone do that? But if the marketing is great, they love your brand, they love your message, they've gone through the process, you've taken them through an amazing call, by the end, they are ready to buy. They are ready to pay in full. And I think some people think sales is like, I've tricked them into this sale. I've tricked them into paying me 1800 up front. It is proven if you pay up front, you are going to get a, get a more committed client. And at the end of the day, like we are still getting people results. Definitely. No, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, it's the sh the shutting up bit. Um, yeah, that's where I definitely, yeah. it's, definitely my, it's definitely my downfall because I'm a I'm a I'm a talker and like you know, which is against my whole personality. I'm actually very like shy by nature, but when it comes to like sales and and knowing like it's I'm a completely different person. But yeah, it's just like that's always the thing, right? Like, so I, I everything I've always done with sales has always been self taught. Ne never been something like before I worked in fitness i worked at a computer and didn't talk to anyone each day so you know very different fields <laughs> so yeah. we just gotta keep learning keep growing right <laughs> the the staying silent and pausing on a sales call or consultation is so hard but sometimes you just need to give them room to breathe so a great yeah. question would be the cost of inaction so if you don't achieve this over the next two weeks two months or a decade like what like what 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 would that look like for you you pause there, they're, they're literally thinking about, well, like, what would that actually look like? And I see sales people jump in, what it look like this, 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 this. And if you miss the mark, you can really ruin the rapport. Or like, what is your goal? Do you want to lose weight to fit into a dress size to go to this? Or it's like, no, I want to lose weight because I've got diabetes. And it's just sometimes you just need to shut up. Definitely. No, yeah. I definitely agree with that. So, mate, uh, 52 weeks, what are you doing for that? What is the price of that? Uh, so it's 3K up front um, and then the payment plan is – all, all, all our payment plans are just 20% more than the, the, the paid in full. That was the, the logic behind it. Um, you know, and so that over the year, it's 3.5K for the, for the payment plan, um, which, is, which is good. We've got a couple. Um, once again, it's where the um, – once again, I'm, I haven't got a, 
I've got a piff for the six months. I haven't got a piff for the year yet. Our sales, one of our sales team member has, so he, um, which is pretty exciting. It was cool, cool to see because it's, you know, that was for us, that was a big step for us was bringing on a sales, you know, bringing on a team of people as well. You know, seeing that come in was like, that's a, for us, that was a really big step in our business because it always relied on us, you know, yeah. which is a cool stage. We wanted to take that, you know, that next step. And with that cash collection, it's so important, right? Because let's just say that you were spending 100 a day on ads. Now you're spending 200 a day. You're spending 1400 a week. If you can get one piff a week at six months, you cover your ad spend. And if you can get two piffs a week, you can then double your ad spend again. And the mm-hmm. way I set up an online business, if your cash collection in the same week can cover your ad spend or obviously exceed it, that is your ad budget. And then yeah. if you have an amazing coaching program, you get results, the direct debit just builds and builds and builds and builds until you have a hundred people paying 10, hundred people paying a hundred a week. Mm-hmm. And then your direct debit is 10 K a week. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, the, it's cool. It is, it is, it is exciting to, to see that grow because it's only been the last sort of couple of months that we've, you know, up those prices since really um, coming on with yourself, you know, so it's been cool to see that, that grow and yeah, it's some exciting times ahead for sure. Yeah. The price is a funny thing, mate, because like, if someone's buying a program for 89 or 97, it is the exact same decision. Mm-hmm. It really, Definitely. really is. Like the $8 isn't going to break the bank either way. Don't get me wrong. There is a sticking point for everything in life. Mm-hmm. But like if we're talking about 5 to $10, you're crazy. Like you're crazy mm-hmm. if you think that impacts you. And if it does, that's a, that's a belief around money that you have. And this is not the podcast to, go, <laughs> to talk about the psychology of money. But maybe, <laughs> So, mate, I understand that's unbelievable, right? So, like, 25K in six days, you are going to have your biggest month. I think the biggest thing for us has just been, yeah, just, just tracking the data. And 100%. just giving you, almost giving you permission to spend more money on ads. Like, just do yeah. Yeah, literally, like that was the we obviously, um, you know, with working with JD, we, we had our call last week and yeah, like coming off it, he was like, yeah, just, just double it, you know, and then. Literally, it was just before the weekend and the weekend, like we had so many, you know, leads came in and, you know, we don't work. We don't really work on Saturday or Sunday. We sometimes do some triages. But then, yeah, literally Monday we had like, I think we had like 450, yeah, 52, I said in the end, 52 triage calls booked just on that one on that Monday. It was absolutely um, you know, ridiculous. It was a, our biggest day ever we've had of, of triages booked across the across the team. So it was pretty cool to to see those, you know, sort of trickle into into what we're doing. And I could make an argument, mate, that this is the worst two weeks of the year to have an online fitness business in terms of it's middle of winter, tax time, end of financial year. So I can only assume that like your your booking rate will be, your booking rate, your show rate, your clothes percentage will be even higher as the months progress. Well mate, we've gone long, but I want to talk about something really, really important and near and dear to my heart. And that is, I guess, being in business with partners. Mm-hmm. And, and the challenges that it, that, it, that it does bring. So for anyone out there, I've been in a business partnership with my best friend from high school since 2006, Mitchell Doan. We are the exact opposite. We have the opposite qualities. I'm good at marketing and sales. He is logistics operations. So talk to me through your, I guess, your partnership with Jade and Paige and, and what roles do you fulfill? And like, mm-hmm. how do you kind of like not keep each other, yeah, I guess keep each other accountable. Yeah, definitely. Like, and, and I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, like it's always the, the three of us work very, very well. Like we traveled together for six months through Europe. Um, you know, we've all run the gym together before. Um, but yeah, we all just play very different roles. Like Jade, my partner, you know, she, she, she really took over like CEO and direction of where Fit Tribe was taking. Um, plus she's, she is our marketing like whiz. Um, she's very creative, which Paige and I are very far from, you know, we have no creative bone in our body. So that's been, it was very helpful in that aspect. Paige is our logistics, you know, so systems, backend, fulfillment, everything like that. And then I was, (laughs) I I am so bad at fulfillment. It's not funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it, it was just understanding like who plays better roles. Like that was the cool thing when we were traveling, like we really figured out, no, I'm better at this. You're better at this. And then, yeah, I took on like head of sales slash, you know, um, advertising, you know, and obviously right now I'm not head of sales, but we brought on a team member, which we have Jason now, you know, but I'm still part of that sales team just because I do really like doing sales. 
Um, and then, yeah, like we just all stay in our own lanes. Like that's the coolest thing. We all have a weekly meeting, making sure that everything each week is progressing and, and, ha- and everyone knows what that next direction is of, of where we are heading. And, and we're not perfect. Like each time, you know, we, we've made lots of mistakes and we learn all the time and, you know, sometimes we, we do butt heads, but we always just come back, you know, over the last nearly, you know, year and a bit that we've, we've worked together. Plus when we were in the gym, so a couple of years, it's, yeah, like we've never really had any huge fights. Even when we were traveling, there was never any big fights just because we, we sort of know what that direction of what we're trying to, you know, wh- where we're trying to go to, you know. So it's all just hold hands and let's make it a lot easier. And, and it, it's fun. That's that's the reason why we always did what we did because we wanted to have that, you know, a, a fun business, you know, as much as that's a, an interesting word to use in business sometimes. But it is like we, we I enjoy it. We seriously enjoy what we do. So it, it makes it easy. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? Because like you, you may have disagreements, but the mission is the same. Three different people just have a different path to get there. And mm-hmm. one person's always right. And if you can remove the emotion and just logically have that discussion without getting your feelings hurt, you want the same thing. So it's just like, what is the fastest way to get there with the least amount of trouble? I think it's a Jeff Bezos quote where it's just like, be, it's like, be, be relentless on the vision, but flexible on the details. So the vision Definitely. is the vision is Fit Tribe seven figure online business. The details could be maybe you do eight weeks, maybe you do twenty six weeks, maybe it goes two years. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. And that's where that data is so important. Just to go back to hey, like this is what I'm seeing from my end. What are you seeing from your end? Yeah, definitely. And, and like, obviously, you know, Jade's my partner. We've been together for 10 years now. So obviously, like, sometimes she comes with an idea and then sometimes I have to disagree. And obviously, that's another hurdle in itself, right? Because, you know, we live together. We have a, we have a baby on the way. So, But it's it's just understanding that, like, you know, we are in business and, and there will be times where we will butt heads. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just coming to that, you know, like you said, coming back to what that vision is and, you know, knowing that it's not crumbling down. Like, there's never a... You know, we're at a very good stage now in our business where it's like there's it'd be pretty hard for things to to, to really struggle because the, what we sort of built and we built a pretty good foundation. But um, no, I just think it's I, I love it. I, I love working with the two girls just because we all we all get along very well, which I think's a a really it's, good thing yeah. and a hard thing. It's one thing that I really underestimated before working with fitness business owners is how lucky I am to have Mitch mm-hmm. because you want to share your wins. And you want to celebrate together. And also you want to share your losses and pick each other back up because like no one will understand the journey you're on. You cannot talk to your teachers, your parents who are teachers about this online business traveling around the world. So they still two years in, they don't know what we do. They literally (laughs) always, always try and explain it to them. And they're very confused. They, I think they might understand a little bit, but it's an interesting conversation. (laughs) Me and Mitch have had one fight since 2006. Uh, It was 2011 in San Diego. We were hammered at Hermosa beach in California and we're going through the drive-through. We're walking through McDonald's. Couldn't get, <laughs> weren't driving, obviously. And I was just pleading for a drink. I was dying of thirst. Can I have a Coke Zero? Can I have a Coke Zero? Can I have a Coke Zero? I finally got one. And all of a sudden, it was so out of character. He smacked it out of my hands. <laughs> and that's honestly the only time we've ever had a fight. Like, why'd you do that? Like, I was thirsty. <laughs> we, we, honestly, like, like night of COVID, gyms are closing down. We never, ever, ever had ha- had a fight. And I think it's just like, that's awesome. It's really interesting, mate, because like when we when we went to the accountants, 2014, they literally warned us, "Hey, do not get into a partnership," because because mm. th- things change. And I think for me and Mitch, so Mitch is going to be a father. I'm not sure if that's that's public knowledge yet, but even I want to be a dad next year too. So like our our goals are so aligned, and it sounds ridiculous, but our mortgages are the same price. We live a very, very similar lifestyle. We're going to have kids at the same time. Because imagine if I wanted to buy a house that was four times as much, Mitch is very comfortable with his house and I want growth, 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 growth. And he wants to be a dad, Mm. right? So like being in a business partnership, it goes beyond the business. It's like, are your personal goals aligned? 100%. That's the key. Yeah, that that, that, that last, what you just said there, that's the key. If anyone listens to... You know, they want to go in with a friend and understand. I, and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not against because I, I have friends that you know, even just like me working with with Jade, my partner. They're like, how do you guys do that? Like, you know, because so many people it doesn't work for. But 
you know, Jade and I have been lucky. We've, we've, we've worked together for quite a while, some, you know, on and off, you know, not, not the whole time, you know, since we've been together, but I, I love it. Like we seriously love it. Her, her, her mum and dad were exactly the same. They, they, you know, ran, ran businesses together. So, you know, maybe that was a bit of an inspiration, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I think with me and Mitch, like people, people think they're close with their friend. And I'm like, me and Mitch are fucking close. <laughs> like, we, we, we talk, I, I talk to my best friend for four hours a day. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you run a business, it's like a, it's another level of friendship, right? Like, you know, yeah. with age, it's like, I probably know too much. And, I, you know, some things I probably don't want to know, but I have to know, or I just get told, or, you know, she tells me. And yeah, I think that's the, it's the, it's the cool thing. Like, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't know what that level is until you do, you know, you're in the, crux yeah. of trying to build a business together <laughs> it's just a trade it's a crazy amount of trust i've said this before and it's true like i've never actually checked our bank account so mitch yeah, does well, all the accounting all the bookkeeping he transfers me money i've literally never looked that is oh, we, that is the, that is the level of trust that we, that we have with each other and the same yeah. thing where like i can i can go buy stuff in the business and not quite he, he won't question me he can go buy roles for the gym and i won't question him we just have such a such a mutual respect for each other's i guess strengths yeah. Yeah. Like we had a story throughout the week, literally pagered. Um, we moved it to a high interest bank account and we didn't have access to it. And Paige does all, deals with all the dollars. And Jade and I were like, fuck, where's all this money gone? <laughs> we were like, you could see it transfer out. And I'm like, shit. And then Paige's like, oh yeah, I moved it to here. And we're like, okay, cool. Like it's, it is like, it is having that, you know, that trust because she, she deals with all the, the monetary side. So, you know, I think that's, that's a, that's a good thing to have, but Obviously, when you first start into a partnership, you know, you, you, you know, if you've never done that before, that that's, you know, that's built up over time. You don't want to also have seen some downsides to, you know, the partnerships over the, I'm sure you have as well, you know, people. Yeah, getting... <laughs> well, I almost entered into a bit of a bad partnership last year and I, it, it was my fault too. There wasn't, red flags are the wrong word, but just there was, there was, a, there was a few things that happened very, very, very early on that was a red flag. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to make it work. And then I went against every instinct that my body was telling me and then ended up not ending great. Right. So yep. just like almost trust the instinct. And a good thing would be like, if you're having the shittest day of your life, can you call that partner and can you, and can you, can you talk about it? Yeah. It's a good, good way of looking at it. Yeah. Cause I, I, you know, I, a big goal of Jade and I is always to want to, go into business with friends, but you know, sometimes I'm like, there's not actually very many that we would do it with because <laughs> yeah. literally that, what you just said there. <laughs> it's, just. All, it's almost like, like if you want to jump on it, like if you are ever like, oh fuck, I've got to go on Zoom with this guy again. Like if you ever have that, like, oh, like if your if your if your phone rings and it's your partner and you just like that look, don't don't start a business partnership. Because yeah. because things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Like 100 when, when you first start something, it's all smooth sailing and you're, it's like, like starting a health and fitness program, you know, you're excited, you know, then there's a hurdle, you know, and then it's getting over that hurdle. And, you know, if you can't have faith or trust that person to get over it, or they're just going to quit or leave, then, you know, sometimes, you, but sometimes you got to, you got to learn the hard way. That was the same for us. You know, we, we learned some very hard things and we, we lost a good amount of money, but you know, would we change it? Maybe, but you know, I'm also, like I said, I, I, we got over it and we're appreciative of, of what happened in the past. Yeah. So me and Mitch have the agreement that if I die, Ellen gets 20% of the business for the rest of her life. <laughs> but like we've had yeah. that discussion, like, like take care of Ellen. If, if I die all of a sudden, like but that, that isn't, that isn't a legal document, right? Like maybe it should be, I don't, I don't know. I need to ask Ellen about that. Yeah. I think we actually have a, it is, we have a legal document. It's broken down. If something happens, yeah, I think you should get that legalized. I always talk about leads, marketing, and sales, but but the business partnership is something that I'm really, really passionate about because if you have if you have got that person, then do it. Obviously, you you make half as much money, but I think for me, like when I had my knee surgery, for example, I had three days off and I had no stress in my life because I knew Mitch would take care of it. He's about to be a father. I'll take care of that paternity leave. And I think like, I think the business owners that I talk to that are solopreneurs, they'll have a, a drastic life event where they go through a breakup or a separation. And like their mind is such, is so much in their personal life that their business just goes on the back burner for a month. And if you don't pay attention to a fitness business for a month, like a lot, a lot can, a lot can go wrong. 
Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, you know, that was a big thing for us. Like Jay, you know, it's our first baby on the way, you know, she's 35 weeks pregnant, literally like yesterday, um, you know, anytime it could happen. And yeah, like pages is, is, is ready to go. And, you know, we've obviously, you know, we have Paige, but we also have a team of people now, which definitely adds another level of, 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 you know, calmness, I would say about it. But yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, if you stop running a fitness business or, you know, doing triage calls, doing sales calls, it's going to be an interesting month. <laughs> well, mate, we've got about 22 minutes long, but I've got one final question. What is the future of Fit Tribe and how do you see the next 12 months going? Yeah, the, the future for Fit Tribe is we want to be the number one female destination for health and fitness. Like that's always been our, our, the vision of ours um you know and, and, and you know we've never never delved away from that you know our, our goal our, our big lofty goal for for this year um was to, to turn over a million dollars you know going from a quarter of a million to a million was it lofty yes you know the, probably the i'd say a couple months ago I'd, I'd almost would have i didn't think we were on track for that whatsoever you know but this you know the last couple months has given us a lot more confidence like our, our goal this month alone is to to try and have like three X our biggest month. Like we want to try and, you know, turn over your contract revenue, hit that 75 K mark, um, you know, and, and, you know, for us, you know, numbers. And if you're a PT listening to us, it's not, or, you know, even if you're not a PT or business owner, you know, but then it's just the people we get to help from that. That's always the, the, the coolest thing. And I think, you know, money tree is a cool figure to talk about, but that's always, it's always a goal of knowing like, you know, from that, the amount of people we're going to help is, is astronomical um you know and, and yeah some some really exciting things like i truly believe that we're still on track for that goal there was a little bit of doubt there but the last sort of couple of months is you know it, with your guidance i could say and and you know and of course jason as well i'm sure if he listens to this but has been very helpful and we're very appreciative of you know it's important if you guys listen to this have good people around you and not be afraid to have good people around you because it, they will level you up and that's why I've always believed in having coaches because, you know, it just makes you do it faster. You know, sometimes yeah. you can do it on your own, but it's faster. Yeah. That's well, mate, I, I don't want to take any credit for Fit Tribe success. And the reason being is, is the best clients that I work with, they're already 97% of the way there. There's literally three things that we can unlock. And it might be like, hey, add this, add this, add this. And you think, well, like, Jamie didn't do much at all. <laughs> But then those three things, like like Jason adding in like the, a, a longer membership, maybe adding in a contract, those last three or four things are what take you from six figures to seven figures. So for any other gym owners out there or online coaches, sometimes like you might think your world's crumbling, you might think the world's on fire, you're literally three moves away. Yeah. Yeah, like literally February this year, guys, we were on at a stage where we were like, maybe Fit Tribe is, you know, we're over our heads here. <laughs> like, but you know, now fast forward to now, you know, that's another four or five months past that. It's like we're having the, you know, the best that we're going to have the best month. You know, I think today we could have our best month, and it's only, you know, six days into the month. So it's just it's it's exciting. You know, stay true. There's ups downs, sideways in business, but it's it's just knowing and you know, don't get you know, don't, don't lose that vision. Cause obviously like we have a baby on the way. So that's, that was always that added stress. Like, you know, Hey, maybe I'm going to have to go get a job because sometimes business there is, a, there's ups and there's downs, but you know, now we've built it to a stage, you know, we were very lucky where I'm not going to have to go get a job, you know, we're at a very good, we're in a very good place, you know, and I hope other people can be in the, the same situation. A few of my mentors, mate, and like the, pe the the number one person that people look up to in our industry is Alex Somosi, hands down, hands down, right? Mm -hmm. 2017, he had $1,000 in his bank account. Now he's going to be the next Gary Vee. Like, I'm not saying any of us are as skilled or as talented or as smart as Alex Somosi, but things can turn around really fucking quickly. They really, 100%. really can. I really, really can. Well, Jake, I really, really enjoyed our chat, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. I might have to get Paige on and Jade at one point to see how to see what their, their version of the story is because everyone's different. Hundred percent. I'm sure they would. Um, I'm sure they'd love it. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it. You're welcome, mate. Thanks, mate. Mm.